Hey, Podcast Nation. Today's episode on the Two Brothers Audio Experience is on strategy. Enjoy. www.hosteldunord.com The only hostel of its kind in the Twin Ports area. Your five-star experience without the five-star price. www.hosteldunord.com to reserve your bed now. Bob Monahan, the owner of the hostel, is a world-class human going above and beyond to meet your traveling needs and amenities. www.morelovenation.com When hate is loud, love must be louder. Wear our clothes as a reminder. Shout out to at V-G-O-R-D-E Y-E-V Victoria G for being such a loyal brand follower of the Women Media brand and the Two Brothers Duo. Thanks, Victoria. Welcome, welcome, everyone. I don't know why my camera's doing that. W-E-L-C-O-M-E So we're going live any second, eh? Two Brothers TV coming at you with the episode on strategy. Thank you for tuning in today. Turn that volume down. Turn that volume down, hey cowboy. All right, we are live here again, the Weirman Media Studios on Monday, September 28th. I want to say shout out to a few people before we get into the episode. Uh, I appreciate them coming on the show. I want to say ch- shout out to Chad Watzak from Edina Realty and the Dusek team. I want to say shout out to John Worth at Home Base. Uh, we look forward to working with you, John, on some homeless solutions in the Twin Cities or maybe even Duluth and other states even. Uh, John Worth owns Home Base in the Twin Cities. It's a nonprofit company that's trying to help house homeless people from any age and sex group. So uh, we look forward to having John on the show in the near future, as well as helping uh, pursue some of his nonprofit goals and wishes and ambitions with that. And Chad, me and Chad had just recently did an episode on current events with the real estate and so forth and just a general insight into Chad. And Chad uh, is going to be a regular guest on the show moving forward. So I just want to say thanks to you guys. And we greatly appreciate having different perspectives and ideas and uh, intellectual value brought forward on those different perspectives, ideas and backgrounds and professional insight. So as much value as we can possibly bring our audience, we're going to do that. And we're going to keep trying to have as many people on the show from different backgrounds and so forth that can bring you that value. So thanks, Chad, for being on the show. And John, we look forward to having you on the show. And we got a lot more guests scheduled here in the near future, uh, including Ty Smith, Taisha Smith from Iowa, who is uh, she runs a fit body campaign and she also runs a workout group slash train she's a personal trainer and she's a former d1 basketball player so taisha smith as well shout out to you ty she's going to be on the show in the near future as well so how are you doing today zaya you just got back from a little bit of a vacation and we are in the weirman media studios he just got back from a little bit of an excursion on the water yeah i just went camping over the weekend camping it's good to treat yourself and get away sometimes when you need to especially as the weather getting getting crappy here you don't get too many times to get outside before Duluth hits the cold, we're about to hit the cold weather here. It's supposed to drop into the 40s and 30s this this upcoming week. So don't well, forget. You didn't, you didn't miss too much. No, no. That's for sure. I mean, there was not much you missed. But yeah, we did shoot a couple episodes with, as I said, with Chad and me and Dell shot one. Dell interviewed me. Thanks, Dell, for doing that, the recovery atheist. So, but what are we going to talk about today, Zaya, on this beautiful day in Duluth? Today we're going to talk about strategy. Which is really important. I think for me, it's... um, Remember, folks, it's not right, it's not wrong. It's simply our perspective. I think for me, it's important to... uh, This is is something that um, doesn't change. Um, Doesn't change in the fact where I always need to get better and I always need to be open to changing within the strategy. So getting really stuck to my strategy can be a bad thing. Sometimes... um, you know, I can get caught in a lull. A lull. So I think it's important for me to always look at myself and the areas of my life and what I'm doing. And that's what strategy really is when it comes to whether it's a business or being in recovery or 
in the gym or if you're on a sports team, you can really apply this concept to anything. I think obviously we're going to talk about business here. And I think we're going to use or any team in general. I think we're going right, to. I think that's a great point. Any yeah, team. We're, we'll probably talk about sports because I think obviously that's one of the best examples that we can use. I think it's really the military is another example. Chad, thanks for bringing that up. He was part of the military, and that he uses that as an example. Yeah, the military is a good example as well. Um, but you know, I think for me, the simple quote that Warren Buffett said was, uh, "Genius without a plan can fail." And an idiot with one can succeed. He said something about along those lines. Great, great. So point. it shows it's less about how smart you are, and it's more about creating strategy and then implementing strategy. And then that's the key that how we get results. Because no matter what, I'm going to get results. But strategy is how I optimize my results. So that's the key. Even if I do nothing and sit on my ass, I will get a result. The result will be nothing, or the result will I won't change. If you look at my addiction and before I got sober being in recovery like I didn't have any strategy to get sober and even when I first tried to get sober I actually wanted to I didn't really have strategy so for me like that's a great example thanks I for being with us audience I didn't get the result so for me applying this to my life um, you know and for me I try to have fun with it I try not to be super serious about this when it comes to strategy I look at it as if I'm optimizing results I'm optimizing my happiness which means I should be having more fun so for me that's how I bring my mindset to strategy because the more I feel like I'm optimizing myself and my results I'm gonna be happier so it should to me I look at it as being fun like looking at strategy is a way how can I improve my happiness and funness in my life because the more results I get that are good and the more successful results that I get um, in my life in these areas the more happy and fun I'm gonna have so that's how I look at it because some people might look at strategy as like negative or they might have a bad attitude towards it but I think for me and I've definitely been there when I start to do it and I see the results even on a very small level I realize that it's really important it really is and if I don't have one I'm, I'm screwed because like Warren Buffett says in intelligence a genius without a plan can fail and an idiot with one can succeed so I think that's my one quote that I want to lean on and use as a reminder that I need to tell myself because it's easy when you think you're smart to not need strategy you think you got it because you're smart which is a common fallacy or what, I don't know if that's the word fallacy but it's a common thing that we think of is we smart we start to get a little bit of results so then we just like feel like we don't need to continually focus on strategy but as we've seen in sports they're always changing every game every quarter every period every minute like if you look at football if you look at hockey we have the NHL game on tonight they are constantly changing the, the, how fast the game is in hockey in, 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 in within each period they're constantly changing within each period how the the shifts of the players who's playing what they're doing how the players are playing the, the goalies like it's super clear in, in, in football and hockey how quickly they're adapting and changing strategy within each quarter or each period so I think that's for me and that's who you see who wins Super Bowls and Stanley Cups is they're constantly changing their strategy they're not stuck I think that's thing. a great point, Zaya, and I think um, sports is a great example, but thanks to Chad for being on the show, and he brought up the military, and I think that's another great example, because I talk so much about the founder's mentality, and in, in militant terms, insurgent versus incumbent is a great topic, because they talk about insurgents in war, and that's a big word for me at Women Media that I talk about so much, is being insurgent in a business sector, or whatever you're doing, is being someone that shows up and is the new person that is meeting niche needs or is meeting niche markets. And I think in military is a great example of having a team of people that each person has a specific task, whether it's navigation or medical or in or whatever, Intel or uh, whatever it is, they all have specific uh, tasks within the team and they all have a, a skill set that they bring and then they come together for the greater good or a mission or strat or a purpose and they have a strategy of getting there so i think a big topic of this strategy episode is going to be what is your goal what is your aim because a lot of people don't even know what they're aiming at if you don't know what you're aiming at or trying to shoot for or or so forth or who you are or what your passions are or what you want to do with your life that makes it really difficult to make a shot or hit the target so a big part of the strategy in my opinion is knowing what you're aiming for and then then you can develop a strategy of how to get from where you are to there but it all comes back to having a direction and having purpose as me and Del Bacon said in a previous episode, and then how to achieve that mission via a strategy. But I think it's a very interesting topic, and I think a lot of people 
uh, could benefit from having a strategy and operating in their life and then translating that into their financial uh their financial background in their life because a lot of people I feel like are not operating with a strategy in life or financially. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that's a key. That's what Grant Cardone says that all the time. He mentions the word target. What's your target? What's your target? And when he talks about 10x, he's always talking about making a new a new target that's 10x and he says that's the ultimate goal because once you commit to that, then it forces you to reverse engineer how you get there. Thanks for being with us. Which is what Aziz. Thanks Aziz. So that's what my brother's talking about and Grant Cardone's talking about is once you commit to a target, now you have to be like, okay, how the hell do I get there? So now you have to sit down and figure out an action plan of how you get there. And then that, that's how, that's your strategy is you sitting down or me sitting down, figuring out how I'm going to hit this target. And I think that's, that's reverse engineering. It's super simple. It's just like, it's the concept of, okay, what's my target? I want to be sober for the rest of my life. Okay, well, it's, you can't just think about that. Like, I'm going to be sober the rest of my life. It doesn't really work. No one stays sober the rest of their life just thinking I'm going to stay sober. So I have to break that down, what I have to do every day in order to do that. I think that's another great example, Zay, is what so, you're talking about. Is you go to a program then that works, has worked for other people and people that are doing it and living it. Yeah, so that's an example. And then you have financial targets, like my brother says. So being able to sit down and figure out what you want to do financially and have a goal and a target and then sitting down and come up with a strategy to do that. So when you look at when it comes to spirituality, that looks like, okay, what's your target for spirituality is contentment, peace, love, happiness, and joy. That should be everyone's target. Okay, what do I got to do to get there? Okay, financial target, what do I got to do to get there? Those are things I think everyone should be talking about because when it comes to spirituality, I think that's the root center of anyone's happiness. And then also number two is finances allows us to have that second level of happiness where we're, we don't feel like we're tied down to money. So when it comes to spirituality and finances, I think those are really two good things. And then a third thing I think is like when my brother's talking about, he mentioned military. And when it comes to creating teams in, in a business world, like if I'm on a business team, we need to figure out what our goal is, who each person on the team, what they bring to the table. Sometimes finances and spirituality is the individual thing. It can be it can be bigger if you're like, in, if you're married and you have kids, but if you're just a single bachelor with like me, spirituality and finance finances is more individual but on a team in a business it's not no longer about me it's a team we have a goal we have a business that affects customers and now whoever's involved in that now we need to have not only that but we need to break down what each individual skill set is and what they can do to optimize and this is what military and sports teams do is they optimize their team by having everyone's skill on there that can do everything they need to get to get to their goal. And then they're constantly holding each other accountable and constantly making sure everyone's doing their part and that they're adapting if things don't work out and reassess. So that's kind of what, if you look at it on a group level, when it comes to business, military, or sports. So I think those are the things that I think of on an individual level with our own personal finances and our spirituality for our happiness because those are all simple things no matter where you're at in your life that I feel like should be focused on. And then obviously if you have a marriage, if you're in a relationship or you have kids, that now becomes spirituality and finances now becomes a group thing because you want your family and your partner and you to be happy together spiritually and have financial freedom to do what you want to do. So I think that's key. And then obviously in a professional setting. So I think that's some great points. And I'm going to lean into the the sober part. And I think a lot of people and myself, you can be sober, but if you're not really pursuing fulfillment or purpose, it makes it very difficult to maintain. So in my experience and my past, I have personally felt stagnant and stuck within recovery. And a big part I feel like that will help a lot of people, not only in recovery or being sober or in life in general, is pursuing your passions and pursuing your happiness and making your goal and ROI and focus of life, your main return on investment in life, happiness and your purpose and your fulfillment and your joy and progression and that progression has a direct correlation to hope. So if you are someone out there that's struggling or feel stuck or stagnant, whether it's sober, whether it's intoxicated or on drugs, whatever it is, you need to look at ways to get out of being stuck and stagnant. And a big part of strategy for me in life is not remaining stuck or stagnant or in the comfort zone. It's pushing myself strategically into doing uncomfortable things specifically to grow from them and push myself to grow and evolve. So in the episode I did recently, I talked about how I'm addicted to evolving. I'm I'm an addictive personality. And so that's why at a younger age, I decided I was going to travel and put myself in as many different arenas and environments or states and places as possible so that I could 
try and grow from that. And that's exactly what I'm still trying to do today with this podcast and women media. I'm trying to have the camera on and have recordings of me and have someone recording my life 24 seven. So I am forced to be as transparent, authentic, vulnerable as possible and grow and evolve and be the person I want to be. And I feel like a part of that growth come in strategy in life and business for me is being real, authentic and vulnerable and always taking action. And I think the best way for me to always take action, be authentic, vulnerable and real in life as a strategy is to lean into uh, authentic, vulnerable content and doing so at scale. For me, that's the part that helps me the most recently in the last three months. I've grown a lot from it and it's really helped me a ton with connecting to other people, realizing that I am being of service, bringing value to others and I get the messages from people and it's like, oh, you're really helping me. Your help, your val- content is really valuable. You're really making a difference with me in my life and I'm like, okay, that's priceless. So a big part of my strategy is all that and I think that's a big part of it. I think someone, no matter what they're doing, whether it's someone that's sober or drinks a little bit, whatever you are, who you are, whatever background you have, I think the conversation about strategy should come back to progress, growth, and evolution and adaptation as opposed to being stuck and stagnant. And I think that's a big part of this conversation is how you get out of being stuck and stagnant because what we're talking about is essentially that is a strategy to pursue progress. Yeah, whether it's I think whether I, it's your individual life or it's your fiscal life or your business. Yeah, because like to I me said, that's how I separate it, and you did a great job of articulating that. Yeah, I think for me it comes back to mentors. So the biggest thing is when it comes to strategy, I think, and all those topics that I touched on and things my brother talked about. So when it comes to being sober, anything that I want to do, I need to surround myself by people that are doing it. That's the key. That's the smartest strategy that I found. It's the quickest and easiest and best way that I found to get rooted in any community and really start to grow. If I want to do something when it comes to recovery, I need to be around people who are in recovery. But number one, you're talking about removal of ego though. I understand that. but Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great talk. point. Mentor and ego. Yep. I'm talking about the number one thing, the best strategy I feel anyone should have is get around other people doing it. For example, people don't stay sober on their own. It's very hard. It happens. There's anomalies. But in general, when it comes to long-term sobriety, people have to be around other people that are sober. That's just the key. That's a huge factor that helps people do those things that my brother specifically was talking about. It's really hard to do that because you're finding other people with similar interests. If I want to be around a strategy with finances and grow, I need to be around other people that are talking about that, that care about that, that are good with their money, that talk about giving back money, getting more money, understanding finances. They're always educating themselves about books. They're talking about growing. They're talking about how smart it is, what to do with the money. How can, like if I'm not doing that, I'm around other people that are just like never doing that. They just spend their money, whatever. Like I've been around that, both groups of people. That Those influences affect me. So no matter how, for me, from my experience, no matter how much- We'll of get this, right with you, Victoria. No matter how much of this other stuff that I talked about doing or my brother just said is doing, it makes it more difficult to keep doing that if I'm always surrounding myself by people that aren't. I think it's important to help people because people are helping me. So that's the 30th law of 33% He's that I talked it, about yeah. before. And I think that's the strategy, that that's the number one strategy that I find myself trying to do that allows me to have- um, balance in my life to do all these things that we're talking about to have results is I'm, I'm around people that are giving information to me that are ahead of me I'm helping people that are way behind me and I'm surrounding myself by people at the same level with the same interests and passions and that is how I've been optimizing my results and it's something that sometimes I fall off and I'm like oh shit dude you're spending too much time here you're not doing this anymore you start to so that to me I have to always look at myself and look at how I need to do that so for me that's a big part of doing that while also doing that stuff that my brother talks about is making sure that I'm growing and and not getting stagnant. But it's really hard to do that if I'm trying to do it all by myself. It is so much easier to do those things when I'm around other people that are doing it because they're going to hold me accountable. Every day they're talking about it and they're doing it. So now I'm going to be like, shit, if I'm not doing it when I go into that group today or this week or yesterday, fuck, I'm not doing it because they're going to they're call me out. So I find for me, if I'm trying to avoid that, it usually means I'm isolated. I'm just not being around people that are doing that. Then it's easy because no one's mentioned it to me because I'm not no one's calling me out because I'm not around you. Victoria mentioned, I choose not to drink. I feel the best version of myself is when I'm not drinking. I'm a super passionate person as well. However, what do you think of social drinking pre-COVID and post-COVID? I feel like I would be friend. I would lose friends if I didn't. What strategies work for that? Thanks for tuning in, Victoria. A personal question. We greatly appreciate your attention and your question. And uh, we will j- mention just a brief 
keynote on what we see and our perspective from that. For me, Victoria, I would mention the concept of leaning into modern day culture and attention. In in 2020, it just so happens to be that the modern day culture and attention avenues are all online. So my brother, what he just talked about, a big part of what he just talked about is a connection with others. And in order for me to connect with others, I need to remove my ego. And a big part of what he said, that's why I mentioned ego, is the ability to work well with others and be of service. And Victoria, a direct answer for your question, in my opinion, from my perspective, is looking at the modern day world and, in, and auditing and inspecting how you can reach and influence and impact the most people. And it's by turning on your camera of your iPhone or a Samsung phone, whatever you have, and starting a, either a mini series or a podcast or something that's online because attention and culture. You answer her question as well, though. You're I'm telling her what you think of social drinking. I'm t- mentioning how to connect to other human beings outside of the bar and the drinking scene. So, that's what so, so outside of drinking, drinking is good. I think social drinking, if it's done in moderation, is not an issue. No, not whatsoever. But I think the healthiest avenue to connect to people in 2020 is digital. And I think with COVID, pre-COVID and after COVID, I think it's healthier to lean into connecting to others on social avenues and leaning into a podcast and video log and so forth and connecting to people this way. Because as we move forward, things are going to become more and more digital and technological advancement and so forth. It's going to push us away. This These things are there's going to be less interaction at bars and so forth and environments like that i think that's just my opinion and i think it's a crucial time to lean into the technology to connect and reach others at scale and around the world whereas if you want to go and socialize at the bar you're only reaching your small little network or click you can go online with a podcast and you can share what you're talking about and you can connect with people and have social link linkage online at scale and connect to people all around the world so that's what i think about connection with others and socialization in 2020 that's just my perspective and opinion yeah there's nothing wrong with social drinking to be simple for me for my to answer your questions with simple yeah. it's just there's nothing wrong with it that's up to you if you think you have a problem with drinking like i'm not here to judge anyone's drinking a lot of people don't have any issues with drinking they can socially drink and it's not an issue so if you find that you are drinking because you feel like that's a way to go out and socialize and you feel you lack connection my brother just gave a good example of how he feels that might be a healthier way to connect if you feel like you're only using alcohol to get out as a way to connect to people because you feel like you're not doing that but you know I, I don't know. I mean, the fact that you're bringing it up to me says that there's something deeper there. Usually most people exactly. most people that just socially drink, it's never a question they have to ask themselves because they naturally enjoy drinking around people. It's a social thing and they're connecting. They don't have to ask themselves deeper, is this something I should be doing? Is this something? So I think for me, that's the only, that's the question you can ask yourself. And, you know, if you feel like you're still lacking the connection, then there's other things that my brother says that you could try to do that don't involve drinking. Someone that even likes drinking, though, could still drink and just be like, I'm going to start a social drink club. That's your podcast. Could be a social exactly. drinking club where they, they like drinking and talking about sports. And now he's just on his podcast drinking beer, talking about the Vikings. So, but that's all, the biggest. It's all relative to you, but it sounds like your question is coming more about when we were, we were talking about alcohol and recovery before. And I think that's what prompted you to ask that question. And I think for you, try other avenues to so, to connect, like my brother says, with via online, going to gyms, exercise groups, and well, all these. Gyms are actually shut. Most of them are lowering, and there's not much happening at gyms currently. Well, exercise groups is the whole point, whether it's at a gym or wherever it is. But there are gyms opening right now. There's they're back and open. So, but try to find other people that exercise and healthy nutrition is a big part of their life and and get involved with those groups and you can find them online and connect with them online and start to do stuff like that so there's plenty of avenues outside of out drinking that allow you to socialize and connect and so that's what but we really appreciate your insight victoria and victoria i would love to have you on the show because for me victoria honestly this has been the most growth i've had in a long time is from this starting this podcast and starting this video log and i'm also doing a so we have the video log and we have the podcast and and then I'm trying I'm doing a lot by myself here at Women Media but we're growing and when I get more people we're going to be transcribing almost every episode for a blog I've been doing some of them on womenmedia.com I transcribe the audio I turn it on the tool of transcribing on the iPhone and I turn it on and let it listen to the podcast on play and then it transcribes it and then we're going to be posting those as blogs so then we would have since I've started this it's really helped me grow and it's forced me to audit my ideas my perceptions and my reality 
studies and hear other people's and then also realize that by sharing my authentic truth vulnerabilities in a vulnerable fashion and being authentic and transparent and being and replacing the ego with humility and recognizing and sharing my failures of drug addiction and being homeless and a business collapsing after scaling trying to scale too fast and um my mother dying and all these things and sharing those instead of leaning into my successes and my my sculpting of statues which i have had some successes in life um i ha- i try to lean into more of the vulnerability side of it in victoria for me it's been profound connecting to people and having my podcast downloaded our podcast downloaded worldwide it's been really helpful for so that's why i mention it because for me it's been profound so guys like john worth chad Watsack, Derek smith del bacon there's just been a long list of people that i started to connect with and develop friendships with and have people on uh bob monahan just a long list and then i get people that i'm connecting with on linkedin that are in dubai and in ireland and saudi arabia and new zealand and australia and asia and so forth and even china all over the world and it's been profound so for me it's it's really really meaningful and brings me a lot of purpose but also forces me to grow what do you think about the podcast? Eh? Don't you think it's forced you to grow? Don't you think it's a good strategy to force growth? Yeah, I think if someone wants to do a podcast, yeah. I think it's a great way to strategy to grow. I think podcasting, like you said, is one of the best ways. If someone's trying to grow and get out there in that capacity via social line online, whether they have a business or some form of brand or thing they're passionate about, be sports we've had guys that want to start a sports podcast like shout out to cj doherty if that's something someone wants to do i think starting a podcast obviously would be a great way to grow because it forces you to get on front of a camera and talk cj um, doherty so i think that definitely is but getting back into our strategy it's all relative to what your target and goal is if that's not your target and goal that's not necessarily something you should do well, the target and goal so, she was talking about was connection to others yeah, though right she did so um so again, it, it all looks back to what your target and goal is when it comes to strategy. And only you can think of that and figure that out. Only So part of the first thing that starts with strategy is an inventory of what your target is and what your goal is. But the two basic things that I like to bring it back to that I think in general that a lot of people f- struggle with in their life, and I've gone so many ups and downs that I think anyone in this world should listen to is when it comes to one, spirituality, which is happiness, fulfillment, peace, love, and joy. So the strategy of you putting that into my life and then financial education or financial knowledge, which financial freedom. So we're all on the spectrum of these things, no matter what you want to do, in my opinion. doesn't matter what you want to do. And then I think this is also really important too, if you're someone that does want to do a podcast and start a business, it's super important to be in a good place spiritually. Shout out CJ, what up player? I think it's really important, no matter what I do, if I want to do something like start a business and really put myself out there, it's important that I'm in a really good place spiritually to to do that. And then it's really important for me to understand finances if I'm trying to do something in business, because if, if I'm not spiritually in a good place, I don't think my business will succeed at all. And I definitely don't think it will if I don't understand money and have a healthy relationship with it. So it starts with those two things that all of my successes, that whatever other strategies I apply in micro and a micro level in different areas work because I'm doing that. But I found when I fall off on those two things, and I guess number three would be my, would be my exercise and nutrition. Those are three things that all... Thanks for being with us, those folks. Those are the foundations. Thanks, CJ and Victoria. Those are the Victoria. foundations that allow me to be... Those strategies, when I focus on, ripple effect in my entire life. I really don't feel like no matter what I do, especially in business, I won't be successful if I'm not spiritually fit and I'm also not exercising with nutrition and I don't know financial education. Those are the three things that I always need to be focusing on. That's it. Like Those are my main three things, main three things. Otherwise, I could do this all day, but it's probably not going to be as powerful and connecting if I'm if I'm not spiritually fit. It's gonna be, I'm going to make it about me. It's going to be ego-driven. It's not going to be about me connecting to you. It's going to be about me wanting to do this maybe so I can get more money and more people and get fame and, and make famous and rich. So make it about me. And if I'm not exercising and, and being nutritious and treating myself right, I'm probably going to burn out. And if I don't do understand finances, I probably won't be able to sustain it and even have a business to do this, to actually hire people or give back to my consumers and give away and be someone that inspires others to do the same. So for me, those are the three areas of strategy and things I need to implement strategy in in order to actually do what I'm doing right now and to optimize that and get better i think that's a great way of going about it and i th- want to say shout out cj thanks cj you'll be up on cj is going to be on the show any day now 
But um, I think those are great steps there. And I'm going to lean into now the strategy of Weirman X and the basic principles, right? Everything that we believe in here is exactly essentially what my brother just said. It's about the... So we've merged spiritual and scientific principles. So if you look at business and spirituality, people, a lot of people don't realize, but guys like Gary Vee, he calls himself Professor G. He's a scientist. So if you think about business, it's the highest level of science and spirituality. Because if you show up to a sector, as my brother said, and you make it about being of service, all right, now you got the service end. That's the spiritual end. And then you have the end of systems and strategy. That's the scientific end. That's systematic. So now if you merge the two, you have the most, you have the being of service and working with others. That is the highest level of spirituality and science you can get. But you have to have sophisticated systems or strategies of operating because the more people you have, the bigger you get, the more difficult communication becomes. So inspection is the first step. And we have the inspection step summarized by audit to gain awareness and perspective that is empirical principle merging with the spiritual principle of the first step of growth which is auditing to gain awareness and perspective that's the inspection step number two is transparency that's our second step that's where you replace ego with humility via openness and vulnerability and authenticity that is the transparency step that is empirical principle transparency number two and then the spiritual principle is two is openness and humility replacing ego with that and the final step is adaptation and optimization that is the third step that is where you take action you develop strategy through the action of doing and sharing intellectual value freely with others at scale and then by doing this and continually doing that and merging the two you're constantly inspecting improving optimizing and taking action measuring everything that you're doing and improving and repeating so that's essentially what we believe in here at weirman media and i think that's a big part of if you can do that in your own life you can scale that to business but my brother just touched on some key points that i in my past have struggled with which is self-care so that's to me a really key big topic is self-care and the balance of knowing yourself enough that what works for you and what and what you need to do and i think he touched on some really crucial points with that because as a founder of a business it becomes about you the founder of a business it's it's how you stand on self-care it's how you stand on leadership it's how you stand on organization and systems and strategy and speed and patience the founder is the one responsible for developing and sharing all that stuff. So as Gary Vee says, those are some of the key characteristics. As a founder of a business or something, the founder of a movement, you have to have that. You have to have that self-awareness to know, like my brother said, when to take that, when to take that off day or when to take that off weekend or off week or off month or whatever it is you have to know yourself and in the past that's been my personal biggest struggle is the self-care end of, of of business yeah i mean that's just important in general whatever it is you're doing it's like it's a red flag to me because it means it's usually ego that's driven if someone's not doing that because life is the marathon and like like gary v says micro speed macro patience and mm-hmm. um you know it's good to be taking action but it's also good to you know, we. This is part of this is part of strategies. Taking time to sit back and analyze and totally. contemplate and meditate. This is what Einstein did. This is what a lot of greats do. And sometimes that means even stepping away and doing something just to get your mind off your business. For me, like that's. To me, exercise is the way to do that. So for me, healthy escape. Some people have a really hard time forgetting about their business and they're just not interested in hobbies. Like I'm not saying everyone should have a hobby. Like everyone has the right to do what they want. It's, if you're super passionate, but I do believe no matter what you're doing, it can, obsessiveness to an extreme can be really unhealthy. And for me, it's about micro step aways, micro vac- mini vacations creating every day. Like but I think some- if anyone has to take a whole month off, that usually means they're actually not practicing the strategy because I think it's good to take a weekend off or a week vacation. But if I have to, if, I, if days, I need yeah. to take a whole month off from what my life is, that means I'm not really strategizing properly because I'm too burned out. Now, some people take a whole month off because they've just built something up so successful and you're in your 40s and 50s and 60s. That's it cool. It took a decade to do. Yeah, like that's totally different. But even even when, to get to that point, you need to do these things to get there. Exactly. Like you can't just go nonstop. Like some everything's an extreme everyone's different some people like elon musk of the world there's a rare breed that they do that and they find enjoyment and they don't seem to burn out and 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 that's what they do that's and i'm not here to judge them that person can do that but in general 
most people I feel like are going to need to find some balance in there and it breaks it down to these three things that self-care that my brother mentioned that allow you to keep going forward and I think if we can do mini vacations I look at it as every day and even weekend like on, on weekends like exercising for an hour every day is a mini vacation that forces me to forget about everything in my life and really just really be hyper focused in that moment and that allows me to grow and it gives me an edge in my life but if I don't do that, I fall off. That's my experience. And then spirituality is like 15 minutes every morning or 15 minutes night. That's a mini vacation. I'm taking 15 minutes to detach and wind down. Like if I can give myself an hour of vacation, uh, an hour of exercise every day and 30 minutes of meditation, that's an hour and a half a day. That's allowing me to really slow down in the mor- before I speed up in the morning and to slow down in the evening. That allows me to be really busy throughout the day, five, six days a week, sometimes even seven. You know, I really believe though, if you can do that and then, and then just take like one day off a week, that's a good strategy that I found for self-care, combining all that. But when it comes to exercise, spirituality, and finances, summing up, it really is just a daily thing. It's a very simple thing where I'm, get, I'm dedicating about 15 to 30 minutes of spirituality, 15 to 20, 10 to 20 minutes on my finances. Strategy and is about the topic. 45 minutes to 60 minutes on exercise. So if I had to just look at my audit of what, when I, and I'm not always doing this, I'm not claiming to be perfect. When I am doing this, when I am optimizing myself, this is what I should be doing. I just want to interject. 15 minutes. Everything that you're talking about comes back to perspective and awareness though, folks. He, in order to know, talk about what he's doing, you have to be auditing yourself. We know that. That's what we're talking about. That's what yeah. we're saying. Stra- this is the first step of strategy. Self-awareness we is already, the we first We already step. talked about this. Like, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's why I'm explaining this. And we mentioned this. So it's good that you're saying it. You're again. talking about all the micro factors, though. But we, but we didn't talk about the macro factors. We mentioned it twice on this episode. If you go back, you we didn't talk it. about self awareness. We didn't use the word, but that's we used yeah. a different word. I don't need to say the self awareness every time, but I appreciate that. But you can bring it up when it's your turn to talk. But in the middle of what I'm saying here is, so going back to we strategy, the, the micro stuff that we're asking right now is, this is how you audit yourself. And then this is how you reverse engineer your strategy. Again, the macro is what's your target and your auditing is how you reverse engineer to figure out what, how to get to that target. Again, and it's not a lot of time. Like again, it's 15 to 30 minutes of prayer and meditation. It's 10 to 20 minutes of looking at my finances every day. And it's 45 to 60 minutes of exercise. And actually, you could probably sum this up to 15 minutes in some of these. Because And my brother talks about the Scrum model. And he mentioned the Weirman X model. And part of that is doing a 15-minute audit every morning. And then a, a, one, a longer one-hour audit every week. So this is kind of very similar to that, where you're auditing yourself daily in those areas. So the Scrum model that he talked about within the Weirman X model is a daily audit and then a longer weekly audit. And these are very simple things that I can look at myself and that's how I'm and that's how I'm doing my strategy. If I'm not doing these things, I need to start doing them. Not only that, once I start doing them, I need to start adding myself, am I actually dedicating the same amount of time every day? Am I fluctuating up and down? If there's some days where I'm ignoring it. Like how that, are you strategically operating? Exactly. Folks? That's so, the question. Every day. Ask yourself that. Every morning. So how are you strategically operating? And I operating? think these are the three most important areas that everyone everyone should do because no matter what the macro stuff that me and my brother talk about here none of that is going to be the greatest or going to be even the best if you don't if i don't do these things like i'm not saying everyone needs to be an exercise freak and want to be ripped i'm not saying everyone needs to care about being a millionaire i'm not saying everyone needs to believe in god or be super religious but what i am saying is i need to have a target and i need to focus on a strategy that's these general things that are general truths that anyone that's happy and is successful in life that i've looked at they're practicing exercise and some form spirituality and financial knowledge those are the three things that have given them freedom and they're also always trying to grow within those areas because they don't just spend 10 to 20 minutes and 15 to 30 and 45 to 60 and never change they're actually doing that audit but they're also figuring out within that even on a more micro level how can i grow in my in this daily meditation how can i grow in my fifth in my finances every 10 to 20 minutes i spend how am i looking at how am i growing how am i growing exercising am i just doing the same exercise every day for the rest of my life that sounds pretty boring and you're probably going to get stuck and stagnant within exercising i've done all of that but i can also say before i stop rambling because i went out a long part on this in this episode is that um these three things are the most important and that I need to always be focusing on those things. And anytime I veer off, I fall off in, in every year of my life. Yeah, I think that's really valuable insights. And I think self-awareness is the first step of everything that we talk about. It, 
that's why I always talk about the grill steps because it's individual and it's business. It's the concept that I've developed and strategically merged science with spiritual principles, having been through eight steps of the 12-step program and taking those 12 steps and merging them into three and then merging them with the three steps of empirical principles of operation with the scrum model. That is the model I've come up with that is simplifying all of this in a three-step process of inspection, transparency, and adaptation. That is growth, folks. That is growth. Adaptation is growth. So those are the three steps. And then I've merged them with the AA, I mean, the 12 steps, sorry, excuse my slip, the 12 step program to develop this. And now, there's more than one 12 step program. Yeah, there's tons of them. You're just talking about the steps in general. Yeah. So how to grow anything that's for me as an individual. And then knowing myself, that's why it comes back. We talk about the strategy of number one, auditing for awareness and perspective. Because once you know what you love, what your target is, what you love doing, how you love being of service, everyone's being of service and working with others is different. Whether you don't even want to do that or you want to do that on a smaller scale or a larger scale, whatever it is, you can then lean into those things. But it all comes back, as my brother said, to self-awareness. And that comes back to knowing what makes me happy, how many hours a week I need to spend doing X, Y, or Z. It's and, not a lot, and it's and it's it's so true. It's the Gary Vee says it's the most important thing in business: self awareness, knowing yourself. Because if you're going to go into business, as my brother said, it, it becomes that much more important. Yeah, and that's he, why Gary Vee said it. We were uh, recently doing a. I commented on Gary Vee's uh, uh, post, and he said the most important characteristics for a founder of a company or a founder of a movement or a founder of a group of people or a leader is your understanding of your self-awareness to how you stand or where you stand on patience, on organization, on leadership, on action and speed and on all these things and understanding where you stand on how you're going to organize people, how you're going to lead, how you're going to develop systems, how you stand on speed and making decisions and acting, how you stand on patience and waiting and so forth. All these things he talked about. And I think that's great points about how that is a founder of something. You are the one that has, like I talked about this with self-love. Like I can't take care of myself. I can't give something away if I'm not taking care of me. I can't take care of you until I take care of me. I can't give you love until I love me. I can't give something I don't have. So I think we talked about that on previous episodes and that's a great strategy to be aware of is if I don't have financial awareness or financial control or financial stability, or if I don't have self-awareness or self-perspective and emotional IQ, or none of these happiness. Things, I can't exactly. That's what spirituality. Or if I don't have happiness, happiness then it's not going to work. It's going to be. It's not going. I'm not going to be able to ever be a leader or influence others or influence or a movement or influence a business or be a founder of any kind of major successful movement because I'm not going to have my house in order. So I think that's a great point, and I think that's the most essential step in this whole process is self awareness because everyone's vision of happiness and balance is different like my brother said so what what is it though that your balance is that's why it's so essential to ask yourself on a consistent basis how are you strategically operating to understand and know you that's why we talk so much at a younger age of developing an education system where children are auditing themselves and gaining self-awareness and replacing ego with humility and openness because if we can start to have our children at a younger age develop self-awareness and self-confidence in leaning into their differences, but also leaning into their strengths and being comfortable with who they are and what they love. Like, I think that would be a big progress and a big step forward because my I have like all three of us brothers that we have here are as Weirman brothers. We all have drastic differences, but we have to be comfortable with our differences. We have to be comfortable with our ambiguities and comfortable being different and then leaning into realizing that we all are naturally the same. So I think it's a great topic of strategy and developing a strategy at a younger age, I think would help a big time with this if we had our self-awareness of our children and and started to remove the e- the judgment and ego at a younger age because in Ryan Holiday's book Ego is the Enemy it talks just about that as the solution it talks about the solution being stunting ego at a younger age because ego over time develops habits and bad habits and it stunts growth so he talks about in his book in Ego is the Enemy Uh, replacing ego with humility and openness but starting at a younger age because at a younger age you stunt the bad habits and you stunt the bad behaviors that come from letting ego run rampant so i think that's a really big talking point yeah good points yeah it's really interesting and cool stuff and ultimately you have a lot of experience with that i mean you've done probably more you probably have more introspective on the 12 steps of growth than I do. I mean, you've been spent I a think lot for of me, it's like, again, it goes back to these three things. Again, so we've talked about the macro here, self-awareness. 
but I really think it's important to have simple, micro, practical applications. Yes, Aziz, sorry, Zay, uh, yes, Aziz, there is a learning platform of ours we're launching shortly. I think um, it's really important to bring everything back to the big picture. I think we, we do a good job of that, but I always like to hit at home with these things because this is how I learn. If someone just talks about big concepts, but it doesn't give me like a micro action step or an action challenge, I have I don't really apply it or learn. So for me, that's how I practice. We talk about this by doing. So I think the micro thing that, that I'm going to hit it on to, to wrap up my portion of what I on this perspective is, is to t- look at yourself and your spirituality in your life and your prayer and meditation, to look at your finances and then exercise, and then just like strategize. Okay, well, what? How can I find happiness? You know, try meditation and prayer. You know, people don't like the word prayer because it's not religious. So just try meditation. If you're someone that's against religion or God and you don't like the word prayer, try just doing meditation, you know, for 15 minutes in the morning and at night. Um, Spend 10 to 20 minutes looking at your finances and be like, okay, what is my goal? Do I just want to be able to start saving enough money to pay off my debt and travel every year? Or maybe I want to start a business or maybe I want to give back to a charity. But like spending that time to have an audit and then look at how you can spend time strategizing to get to your financial goals and then exercise. Like, do I feel stuck and stagnant because I'm always eating McDonald's cheeseburgers and I'm never working out, I'm never exercising or that I'm, I'm eating food that's dragging me down or am I gonna love myself and give myself food that energizes me and exercise that gives it makes me feel like empowerment and gives me confidence and purpose so i'm going to challenge you on a micro level here to look at yourself and figure out what those areas and finances and spirituality and exercise what you want to do and just start it just start that i don't care if it's five minutes a day on your finances five minutes a day on prayer and 15 minutes of walking around the block your dog but doing those things i really feel like you'll start to develop some happiness, some empowerment, and then you can begin to see and get results of how implementing a little bit of strategy in your life will change you. And then how if you keep pushing yourself to grow in that area, how you'll begin to feel happier and connected. So that's kind of what I try to do and I challenge you on that. And that's what my brother says on the big picture. That's practicing um, self-awareness and it's implementing strategy in my life. But without action, there is no way to have strategy in my life and that is a strategy that's a lack of strategy and I'm going to get the results of nothing nothing will change if nothing changes right nothing changes if nothing changes it's one of my favorite quotes of all time nothing changes if nothing changes and I'll wrap it up with again Warren Buffett said a genius without a plan can fail and an idiot with a plan can succeed so stop thinking about how smart you are and start worrying about okay I can only focus on my side of the street and I can only develop my own strategy based on the goals and targets that I want to hit. So thank you for listening. I'll let my brother wrap it up here. I hope you guys enjoyed some of these macro and micro things that we talked about and all the different examples of strategy that we mentioned and how to implement it in your life to feel better, to grow, find happiness and purpose and freedom. Thanks, Zaya. So ultimately, folks, we're going to wrap up the episode of strategy, but ultimately, Aziz, the uh, we're going to be leaning into a free episode called The Art of Happiness that's going to become the education platform. I have a bit, I, I was going to call it JW University, but instead, as my brother just finished with, um, happiness is going to be the program and the art of happiness. And we're going to dwindle between either the art of happiness or or happy how to make happy money because ultimately happiness is the most valuable thing in life and educating and bringing insight and perspective to others to make happiness the focus and the strategy in life needs to be happiness fulfillment and joy it doesn't need to be all these other things that society paints out that you have to have cars clothes houses uh, and so forth. As long as you're happy and you have the least amount of emptiness inside every day when you wake up, you are the one that's winning. That is a winning strategy. Contentment, non-irritable, and you have energy and you're rested. If you have energy and you have no emptiness inside and you're happy and you're doing things you love, that is the most successful you could ever be. So it comes back to the art of happiness in my opinion. So Aziz, yes, I can offer you any kind of learning platform you want. We actually have a curriculum that I've developed that's gonna be focused on just this and scaling your life or scaling your business. So yeah, we would love to move forward and talk more about strategy of happiness. As my brother said, the focus in life and the main return on investment 
investment of what we do with our time, our energy, and our money in life needs to be happiness. Whether you're happy or whether you're not usually turns it, it can shift your life drastically because it can give you purpose, it can give you meaning, and it can give you fulfillment as well as joy. So if you have those things, usually there's a direct correlation with growth, progress, and hope, and, and so forth. So a large part of our strategy at Weirman Media and the Weirman X Girl Steps is just that. It's about how we can bring other people intellectual value, perspective, and insight to how they can then move forward pursuing their dreams and ambitions and pursue your passions for a profit. So that's what it's all about here at Women Media. It's about inspecting, being transparent, and adapting and growing. Inspecting, transparency, and adaptation and growth. That's how you grow. That's how you strategize and aim for a goal and, and have a strategy within it. But you constantly have to be testing, measuring, and developing within that action. But ultimately, at the end of the day, folks, if you look into it, action is the strategy. That's how you do it, folks. You take action. Action over everything. And having strategy and testing and measuring within that within that action, constantly inspecting, adapting, and growing, inspecting, adapting, and growing. And that's how you take action and grow and you improve. So it's all about improvement, progress, and growth. And that's exactly what the strategy is here at Women Media. So remember, folks, it's not right. It is not wrong. It is always simply the two brothers perspective. Thanks for being with us. Hey, Podcast Nation, thanks for tuning in. Your attention is our oxygen. Please like, share, and subscribe for a better chance at being the next loyal brand follower mentioned at the end of our next show. Shout out to at Nick Hansen for being such a loyal brand follower of the Weirman Media brand and the Two Brothers duo, as well as more Love Nation. Thanks, Nick. Weirman Media, using the written word, photo, and video to elevate the level at which we operate, cooperate, communicate, and create, hoping that by sharing powerful, authentic, fictional stories in a vulnerable, creative, cultural-relevant fashion, we can bring hope while helping our species overcome the complexities of growth. In order for us to unite rather than fight, gaining awareness as well as perspective, moving forward, Together, working via humility and openness, understanding each other's ambiguities, collectively operating in a cohesive, flexible fashion, eliminating our threats, and inventing the new realities of tomorrow. Because none of us are right, none of us are wrong, it is simply our perspective.